my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. And welcome, everybody, to the Beach Commute podcast. We are the Digital Nomad Resource Center and the creators of the Go Remote. Go- I can never say that, Marissa. <laughs> Is this a Dr. Seuss thing? I'm like, Go Remote. Go Remote Employment Go Remote course. Employment Course. <laughs> you I got feel it. like every single time I'm tripping over myself with, with, with these three these three elusive words that I can never seem to find. Go Remote Employment Course. <laughs> There we go. It's the greatest course. It is the greatest course. Marissa, how are you? I'm great, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. And it's um I'm glad that we're good because we're gonna talk about loneliness today. <laughs> very, very It is good that we're both in a good mental headspace to talk about this because it can be a hard topic. <laughs> Otherwise we just sit here staring at each other for, <laughs> for an hour. Well, how was that podcast? <laughs> Feeling lonely. I, so I podcasted well, like I felt. Very <laughs> We're not feeling lonely today, but loneliness is a real factor in the digital nomad life and when people travel. Although Jeff and I were talking for a second before this, and I'm not sure Jeff has ever felt loneliness while traveling. I have. So Jeff, why don't you tell people what we're talking about today? I just kind of jumped into this. It's, um, well, we want to bring up loneliness because we've both experienced the traveling and also also on top of that, it's um, as people are becoming more and more um, remote workers, location independent, especially coming out of the pandemic, it's the, all these reports, it's like the number one concerns, the number one problem that people have with working at home is loneliness. So on one hand, you get to, you get to set your own schedule, you get to, you know, you get the comforts of working from home, hanging out with your family, hanging out with your dog, all that kind of stuff. But what comes with that is the little are the little things that you completely forget about that you actually enjoyed. You know, this going into an office and, and seeing some of your friends and having some of that, um, you know, some of that socializing just kind of goes out the window. And it's easy to uh, it's kind of easy to just go into crawl into your own little hole and not, you know, and, and, and not communicate with people uh, in ways that you used to take for granted. So yeah. we're going to talk about it in the context of like location independent for sure, but mostly we're going to talk about like as a digital nomad, how do you work around that? Because you get it, you get it from both ends too. Yeah. It's interesting as you were just saying, I feel like you had more loneliness before you became a digital nomad, before you started for traveling, sure. which is why you actually yeah. started this lifestyle. So we'll talk about that in a second. But overall, I think a fear that we hear of a lot of people in terms of traveling is it, before you even get started, a lot of people stop because they're afraid that they're going to be lonely when you leave your home, you leave your city, your town, your country, wherever you are, and you imagine going to this yeah. amazing destination that you've been dreaming of. A lot of people don't take that leap to do it because you have the fear of what if I don't know anybody? Am I just going to be sitting alone for you know a month by myself in a country mm-hmm. where I don't know? And that's terrifying to a lot of people. Yeah. Apparently not to you. We're the opposite. <laughs> full, 
foreign language? How do I like, how do I communicate with people? How do I make friends? Exactly, exactly. So we want to talk about that today, because there's definitely several different ways. But let's start because I think it's an interesting place to start of Jeff, kind of why you actually started traveling is you were more lonely before you went than when you started. So take us back to the moment. So you were working, you were working in an office with um, some different people in your marketing agency, you got permission to start working remotely. But rather than travel to start, you moved back to California to a home where you were then working alone. So talk us through what that was like for you. I'm glad you brought that up because this is this is the chief reason I became a digital nomad was loneliness. Loneliness yeah. pushed me through any fear that I had of becoming a digital nomad. Um, yeah. It was almost like a physiological, it was like a biological response <laughs> was me traveling to eliminate the loneliness basically so uh backing up we had an office based in san francisco and it shut down back in uh 2017 or so and i thought okay i'm remote i'm remote um independent i I can work independently anywhere i want i'm like okay this is great and i bought uh i rented a, a brand new apartment way out in the east bay in california thinking that this was great. I got, I finally got some more income. I don't have to go into an office anymore. It seemed like a dream come true. Um, as you would imagine. So if you just go into a <laughs> career and you're like, Oh, I get, I get to find where I want, when I want, it's like, bring it on. Let's go. Yeah. And um, maybe two and a half days in, I started losing my mind. First day was great. <laughs> Second day was absolutely horrible. Not even weeks, days in. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even weeks. It was days. I was sitting there just talking to my dog. <laughs> She's looking at me like, "You don't do this. You are. You Charlie, need to get help." Charlie, I bet was good company though. Charlie's great company. She's my little secretary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When she's not actually uh, funny, I've, I've since I take all my calls at home when I'm not traveling, everybody has this routine that they're that they know of. Like we've, well, I'll start a call and everybody on the call will start hearing Charlie slurping because she drinks like a gallon of water at a time, <laughs> like a cactus. She like absorbs a gallon of water and doesn't drink for the rest of the week. So every <laughs> she waits till my call and then she does this loud slurping sound that everybody can hear on the phone. Um, so no, I haven't heard this. Why haven't I been privy? Are we is it we only talk we don't talk early enough in the morning? Yeah, it's her morning. It's her morning thing. Yeah, <laughs> that Amazing. and she's she's actually farted so loud that people have heard it on calls before. <laughs> Blame the dog. I just look at him. <laughs> Anyways, nice little aside. Um, anyway, yes, back yeah, to the loneliness. Not um, this was not sustainable at all, and I knew. I was I was suffering the psychological effects of I moved to a new city. I didn't know anybody. Um, the working from home thing and even just going to coffee shops wasn't wasn't cutting it. I wasn't getting that social fix that you that most people need. Um, There are some out there, certainly, that I know uh, personally that do very, very well with the introvert thing. They can work from home and they're very (laughs) satisfied. However, that's not that's not in my chemistry. Like that, that yeah. did not work for me. <clears throat> so um, from there, I moved to Boston for six months and I actually did work in the office for a little while and then moved home and realized, okay, when I got back, I need to be traveling around. So I started traveling around. 
um, joined Wi-Fi Tribe and went on a chapter full of other people, which Wi-Fi Tribe is awesome. But the bigger lesson for me was being around like-minded people who yeah. want two things. They want to be productive at whatever it is they're doing, whatever they're passionate at. Um, and two, um, also have an interest in travel. So also want to meet new people, have new experiences, um, all that stuff that I very much value. So um, it really was for me, it was a, a physical response to, <laughs> to um, eliminate that, that horrible yeah. feeling of working from, <laughs> from Walnut Creek. And when you first started traveling, did you immediately join a Wi-Fi tribe chapter as like your very first stint abroad? Or did you try going abroad and like doing it on your own first before joining? I can't remember what your... The, the very first thing I did was I traveled within the States. So yeah. I went I went down to San Diego for a month. I just rented an Airbnb. And I said, okay, I'm just going to give this a go because I had... I had the concept in my head, okay, um, work from different places. Right. And I had a, I had a friend down there. And so we would go and get coffee and then he'd go off to his office and I'd go to other coffee shops and, uh, or back to the apartment that I was renting and I would work from there. <clears throat> and that's, that didn't do it. And I figured, I, I thought, well, okay, I got part of it. I like the travel part, but I still need more community that's missing like i want to be co-living with people at the very least um so it was right after that that i found wi-fi tribe and did did you know at the time that co-living was a thing because to me i I didn't i didn't even know that term so actually could you explain maybe if someone's listening has never heard of co-living or no understands what that means when you travel like what's co-living Go living is having awesome roommates. <laughs> but it right? feels like I mean, when a... I think of roommates, I think of like, so you and I are in our thirties. Like back then I, I had, I had lived with roommates in college my whole life. I lived in New York and LA, like with partners, like I, I'd done the roommate thing and I was back and I was like, I don't want roommates anymore. But for some reason for me, when I travel, like it is the most fun thing to live like you and I have lived together. Like it's the, it's the best thing in the world to live with your like co-living co-working friends. Um, just yeah. can you explain like, what is that like? What does that mean? What has your experience been? How'd you find these people? That was a zillion question. Start somewhere. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I'll just, I'll just point randomly. <laughs> and um, I mean, for starters of what is co-living, it's, it's basically living with, a group of people, it could be a small group or could be a large group of people in some sort of um, co-living situation like an apartment. Uh, An Airbnb is usually what I do. We'll rent an Airbnb depending on how many people are there. It could be like a series of apartments right next to each other. Um, It could be one big house. I've done that before too. It could even be, we've done a mansion in Medellin. (laughs) I mean, there's the living situation is is really not the the important part. The important part is you're finding you're finding your little your little tribe. You're finding yeah. your group of people that you really really connect with and that are somewhat like minded. Um, yeah. So Wi-Fi Tribe helped kind of kick me off on that yeah. because they've kind of already found the people for you, and yeah. you end up you know um, as you know you, you you pick a chapter and you end up there with a bunch of um, a bunch of people that are already pre-screened they're like-minded they like you know they respect the local 
um, places that they go to. They're very much into um, learning about culture, where they're where they're going. They're very very driven professionally. So mm-hmm. for me, the co living is is not as much about where physically you end up or the living situation, but it's about finding that small community of people that all respect each other, that encourage each other. That's like super yeah. important thing. Um, you know, and you, and you want to be, you want to be inspired. I think yeah. part of the things that people are lacking when they're lonely and people complain about being lonely, being remote, uh, uh, ind- uh, location independent or are traveling and experiencing loneliness is they don't get that inspiration that you get from being around like-minded people, especially yeah. that professional inspiration, you know? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you and I have similar backgrounds. We're both both in marketing, but also we've traveled with people that are graphic designers, are yeah. um, uh, developers, you know, and, and you'll bring up some idea and somebody in your little community will say, oh, I've got an idea on how I could develop that as part of an app, you know, mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden you go down this rabbit hole and start, <laughs> you know, talking about yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so long way around. Yeah, I, I'd say co-living <laughs> is about really just a finding awesome community. Yeah. So I want to I wanna go into that, but first I want to like back up a second because you and I have been traveling for many years, have done a lot of Wi-Fi tribe chapters and now have a whole, you know, host of people on speed dial on WhatsApp of like friends who are around Mm -hmm. the world who you can now meet up and co-live anywhere. But there was a time where neither of us knew anybody. So for someone who's listening, who hasn't yet jumped in this life and doesn't have a group of people who they can just, you know, go chat with, I want to just kind of throw out some options of like different communities that you can tap in to start. Um, And I'll share share my story briefly too, because I also jumped in, I kind of tried to do it on my own. I'm someone who I have zero fear of solo traveling. A lot of people are worried about like the danger of being alone or just really scared. Mine is less of that. And I just don't, enjoy traveling alone like travel I I think travel is better shared with people so when I first started like Mm. I guess when I first took a sabbatical I was kind of too scared to go alone and I didn't so I actually went to Israel to start and I did um so I'm technically Jewish I'm not a religious person but in the Jewish community in the U.S. you can get a free trip to Israel it's paid for and you go as a group and you can extend that trip. So it's like a 10 day trip. You're with 20 something people. And that was really like my, you know, it's kind of like Wi-Fi tribe in a sense where there was a community I tapped into. I wasn't alone. I had these 20 people, even though I had never met anybody, I was like, I'm going to be with these 20 people for 10 days. And then from there, I convinced two of my college roommates, I think, to meet me in Greece and Turkey and then like, you know, partners and family to meet me, to meet me elsewhere to start. So like, I, I didn't do it alone. And then I realized I wanted to travel a bunch more. I started to get, you know, I got permission to work remotely and, and had all of this, but I was still kind of too, I don't know if afraid is the right word, but I just didn't want to travel alone. So for a long time, I tried to convince friends, kind of like you were saying you went to visit people, but I would get friends to like take vacation for a week or two. Um, and it wasn't wasn't really long term. So when I decided I really wanted to fully, you know, do the digital nomad thing and like be gone for months at a time, Wi-Fi Tribe was the first place I started. So I joined a chapter, started in Bali. I did back to back. We call them chapters, basically a month at a time for anyone who's not familiar with this. Wi-Fi Tribe has maybe like three or four locations, you know, maybe not during COVID, but at any given time. 
where they'll say, you know, if you look at their calendar for like the next year, they have a month at a time of locations where they will definitely be where they figure out the housing. And it's going to be anywhere from 10 to 20 people at a time. And you just sign up and you show up and you have one of our chapters. We have nine people. Seven. Right? <laughs> had, I think we had nine. Mighty when I people. Say these small communities. Sometimes you do have a very small, intimate community. Yeah, the <laughs> first chapter, Jeff and I run together. There was nine of us in like remote Bolivia, but like we now Diego and Jeff and I were there together. Have this business together, as you were saying. Like you really do, like have these these bonds, and you. You meet yeah. people and have ideas that you never would have had. So any number of, you know, it can be any number of people. But what's so great about it is like when I first went, I swear to you, like I did not know a single other digital nomad. I didn't know anyone else who was traveling this way. I didn't have a friend at home. Like people thought I was insane. My family thought I was crazy. And I was like, there's these friends waiting for me in Bali. I just I like you guys mm-hmm. don't get it. Like they're there. And I, you know, I had I had no fears because I knew there was I think there was 12 people in my first chapter there. So I did six weeks in Bali and then another four weeks uh, chapter in Thailand straight from there. And then from there, I had a friend who had a couple friends who I met in Thailand and we traveled around Southeast Asia together. So that was kind of how I got my first group. So for me, um, and I'll, we can tell you like some a couple of other different travel groups and things like that. But in the beginning, I think it's such a great idea if you've never done this and don't know anyone yet. If you're, you know, afraid of being lonely or don't want to travel alone, like, like I was, or you just want to find, like Jeff said, maybe you don't have a fear, but you're like, where do I find these like-minded traveling friends who are going to be in a certain place at a certain time? Because it's hard with nomads once you, you know, even to, to nail down that time, which we'll talk about, you know, after this, but um, Wi-Fi Tribe is a great thing to join or just to tap into a community. So there's other, um, I guess you call them kind of work travel programs, even though you come with your own job, they just have more of, I guess, the organization and structure and, and friends. And we, we joke, we pay for friends, but um, really it's just like you're paying for people <laughs> to show do. up. You kind of do. And then they become your real friends. Um, yeah. But there's other ones like remote year. Um, there's hacker paradise. I've been on um, called nomad cruise, which, you know, it's anywhere from seven to 12 days on a cruise. I would say half the people are already living this life and half the people are trying to figure out how or just aspiring to be nomads. Um, the same, you can hop to different like co-living spaces that exist. Um, but there's there's lots of different ways that you can, I don't know, I really recommend starting with a community like that if, if you have a fear. You could also, you know, go, we'll, we'll talk about sometimes like different um, hubs or hotspots for nomads where it's easier just to kind of land in a place and make nomad, you know, find those like minded nomad friends, but it's helpful to start. And then you really get your community of people where there's no shortage, you know, any month where someone's like, come to this country, come here, come there. And Mm. it becomes easier and easier, but like starting from scratch, it it can be a scary thing and and kind of confusing how to figure out. I think there's, there's ways to just kind of get your feet wet too, without just jumping into a a Wi-Fi tribe or remote year. Um, Like if, I'm certain just about everybody on this podcast knows somebody that works from home, right? So like what I would suggest is talk to them and say, hey, can we work together on like a Tuesday or something? And just spend the afternoon (laughs) at a coffee shop or at their house and just get a feel for it. Like, do I like this? Am Am I enjoying working with another person who's doing something completely different from me and just like enjoying being around them and throwing ideas at them and that kind of thing? Yeah. And then you could take it to another step. Like we've got, even up here, I'm 
fairly remote where I live up here in California. Not a whole lot around me, but even up here, we've got co-working spaces popping up. Um, and a co-working right. space, for those of you who don't know, is a kind of a pay-as-you-go um, makeshift workstation where nobody actually works at, um, while well, they all work at their own, like either entrepreneurial or their own companies, but they're doing it just in this combined workspace. And these, these workspaces are generally like open for plan. You can get a seat, usually like a hot desk for a day. You just pay to work from there. And um, there's usually like coffee and you can probably get food to eat. And there's conference rooms, pretty much everything that you would expect out of an office space. But for a whole bunch of people that are working remote and they don't want to necessarily do it from home. And that's a really good opportunity for people to meet like-minded people. I found, I don't know, Marissa, if you've experienced the same thing, but people that work at co-working spaces generally are on the same wavelength as I am. A lot of times they're travelers. A lot of times they're entrepreneurial or if not yeah. yet are thinking about it, right? Yeah, definitely abroad. I know when I'm home and you know my work style too. I'm, I I like to kind of like retreat into my own space. Like I do a lot of calls yeah. and, and things like that. So it's a little bit harder for me, but definitely when I'm abroad, um, if I if I were to be alone, let's say I were to go to a country and not know anyone and you were just to throw me there and be like, Marissa, go make friends. Um, to find my like no my like minded digital nomad friends, a uh, co working space is probably the first place I would go because in those countries, when I'm home, I just don't do it as much because I don't feel like I need like you love to just like have someone side by side working next to you. I like that too, but I don't need it. But when I travel, it's definitely where I would go to find it because people in co working yeah. spaces are usually there alone. You're usually there because you need solid Wi Fi because you have a job, you are working, and it's different than. Um, you know, if I were to advise someone who's like, if I'm going backpacking and I quit my job and I'm just traveling the world, I'd be like, go to some hostels. You're going to meet people who are doing the same, traveling cheaply. Sure. But as a nomad where you're working, those aren't necessarily, you know, even though they could be amazing people, they're not who you're going to want to form that bond with because they're moving every two, three days. Like they're going to be going on crazy adventures during the day that you're going to want to be going on. But you need to work, you know, like, again, we really do work most Monday through Fridays. So to go to those co-working spaces is an, it's almost like to me, the equivalent of like a hostel, you know, like, what do you call mm. it? A common space or whatever. Those are going to yeah. be your people. Um, so if you go to a different country and you said, you know, if you want to just try it, like you say, like, can I meet some people? I don't know, Jeff, you and I are very outgoing people. It's very easy for us to just like chat with anybody, but that is not the case for everybody, certainly. So like you said, if you're at home and mm -hmm. you're wondering, can I, can I do this? Like go check out co-working space, like start talking to the people next to you just to get a feel to say like, you are brave enough to do this. Like you, you definitely can. But I do think there's a different mindset depending on the city you're in. I know like in the U S especially people don't necessarily need to make friends the same way. Like if you are in a co-working space in Thailand or in, in, you know, Colombia or somewhere, you're going to find people who are on the road and lonelier and every, like, I think the misconception is no one's gonna like you're not gonna have anyone to find to talk to but travelers like need friends you're in a random place like you we welcome new people and new friendships in a way that we you know mm -hmm. i don't think people necessarily do when you're just in your hometown and you have your friends of you know years yeah yeah definitely it's it's and especially for some of the people that you, you mentioned, like, do I have the confidence to do this, to go out and, and meet people when I'm in one of these shared workspaces? 
There's some other options too. Um, people can look into Nomad List, right? Do you know there's a feature on there where you like say where you are and it'll um, it'll populate all the people that are in a particular area and you can message them and yeah. you can arrange to work together. Um, yeah. That's pretty helpful. Um, plus you can just see like where are some of the more popular places to go. So th yeah. that's pretty helpful. I think there's also another one, uh, Work From. Mm -hmm. You can locate, you can locate, and I think you can message people um, to find out where they're working from. It'll, it'll like, it's a map basically. And it'll yeah. show you all of the shared working spaces, including good cafes to go to. And you can like literally message and meet people on there. I, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely try those. There's all sorts of Facebook groups for like, you know, in, especially in certain locations that you can go and, and tap into. So if you know, you're going to start in, you know, Bali or, you know, Playa del Carmen or wherever you go, like find those Facebook groups, start talking to people, start messaging people. There's usually WhatsApp mm. groups. Um, and I find, I know, you, you know, you were kind of talking about co-working spaces, um, I like to do that, but I also like to work alone. So for me to meet people, like I like to say, you know, I love to play volleyball. So how can I find the local, like there's always a group of like volleyball, you know, group chat. And then you oh, go meet people, point. meet people that way. Or if you like, you know, I, I did paddleboarding in Playa, you know, I would meet people through there or, you know, whatever it is that you're actually interested in, even if it's like a trivia night at a restaurant every Tuesday or like you just kind of, it's hard before mm. you get there. So definitely you can reach out to people. But once you're on the ground, I just recommend, you know, the first couple of days might be a little bit lonely, might be harder as you get your feet wet and find someone to say, hey, you know, go check out this this group text or go to this restaurant this day or, you know, all the nomads are hanging out here in this co-working space or restaurant or group meetup. But they always exist, especially if you're going to popular, you know, nomad destinations. So I, th I think my overall message is one, you know, if you're up for it to tap into a community first, like Wi-Fi tribe, like remote year, nomad cruise, you know, something like that, because then there's no work to it. You show up and you just make amazing friends who you can then travel with. So that's like the easiest way. If that doesn't sound yeah. like your cup of tea, then, you know, just work up the courage and say, all right, maybe I'm going to try this one place for a month. I know I might be lonely for a couple of days, but it, but I'm going to meet people and, Again, just tap into those co-working spaces, group activities, group, you know, nomad, um, yeah, whether it's meetups, things like that. They always exist. So I think for me, I would say I'm definitely, like you said, more low. Like when I'm back home in Atlanta is kind of my home base. And I have tons of friends here, but like they all have their lives and families and kids or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's far more low everyone is like isn't it so lonely when you're travel and i'm like it is lonely when i'm back home like i i am I the most, I, I feel like i have to decompress and be alone for months because i'm so unlonely is that i don't think that's a word but i'm yeah. gonna make it one but like the friends <laughs> that you meet traveling are just you know like people i've met like jeff it's like you meet the most epic like-minded people because if you're someone listening to this you know at least for me like i i crave travel and adventure in a different way of life that doesn't exist with the people when i'm back home necessarily yeah. so the i think the companionship and living with with like the most epic people and friends or just working you know by them during the day meeting up like I just have the most intense, wonderful, amazing connections. And I am so, so not lonely, even though I definitely had that fear of like, how am I going to meet people? Like, I don't want to go to a country by myself. So if you're, if you're thinking that 
no, you know, don't let it stop you, I guess is. is oh yeah. So true. So true. I mean, it's, it's like the, the fear of loneliness is so, so outweighed by how much you get out of meeting people when you're traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to meet the very best people on the planet. The best friends <laughs> I've made, I've made traveling. And the most like-minded people I've ever made, yeah. I've made traveling. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, yeah, and also um, something that I want to add as a recommendation is, like, do your research on – if you're if it's going to be your first trip and you are concerned about loneliness, do your research on where to go because there are yeah. certain digital nomad hubs. We're going to have a whole episode on this coming yeah. up. but. Um, some digital nomad hubs, it's hard to not find people that are working and traveling. <laughs> you know, in Mexico City, Medellin, yeah. we probably, at any given time, we probably know 10 people living in Medellin. Like there's, sure. yeah. In Mexico and, City, I think I know 20 people there right now. Yeah, yeah, of course, always, always, right? Or, Bali, or yeah. Bali, yeah. And I would probably pick a hotspot because it's going to be hard for you to not make friends. And that's the yeah. key. Like once you make your core group of yes. friends, you just have to do it once. You yeah. just have to get out there and you have to make your core group of friends once because now we all just like, we don't want necessarily, we love the community. I love Wi-Fi tribe and doing that still, but you don't, you're not reliant on it to make friends anymore because you've made your friends and you can go yeah. and travel with them in your own little makeshift, um, uh, co-living uh, <laughs> situations from place yeah, to place. Yeah, exactly. So like Jeff and I, for example, and it's hard with COVID right now. We don't always know where is going to be open or rules, but like the two of us have a group of maybe six other people who we both know and haven't even actually been all together with each other and those people, but all friends. So we're going to try to meet up in Europe. And so again, we are all Wi-Fi tribe people who are now saying, all right, like, we're gonna we we know each other, we can just like text each other and say, let's go here at this time. And I think the fun thing is too, is every time I've done that, there's always like someone else has another friend or two who's like in the mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, look, my friend is here in this country, and like they'll come kind of meet up always. and then that becomes that becomes your new friend, and then like your network keeps growing and expanding. So yeah, when I yeah. think about years ago before I started this. When I said, you know, for anyone listening, I promise I, I literally knew zero people. Jeff was the same. And now I think I could literally text a hundred different people to say, you know, mm-hmm. where I have my favorites, right? Like there's, there's a group of people you become closest with and want to spend more time with. But at any given time, like I know people all over the world, all countries who are planning things and trying to go to different destinations. So I guess, yeah, again, the overall message is lonely, the fear of loneliness before you start this, I totally understand it is so real and so understandable because it, it's unknown and you won't know people and you might experience a couple of days of loneliness or times and I think travel sometimes has the highest highs when you're with this new group of people and it's amazing and then you might be somewhere by yourself and feel so lonely because you're like whoa I'm in a maybe you know in transit between two places before you meet a different group you might, you know, you're in a foreign place, you're not with anyone you know, your brain might kick into overdrive and be like, this is terrifying. What if something happens to me? I am so alone right now. Or you might have 24 hours where you have to eat meals by yourself mm-hmm. and you're not used to that. Whatever it is, um, I'd say you kind of like lean into it, except that it might be a part of it. But what you're going to get out of it is so much bigger and so much more rewarding than the little bit of loneliness that can and will happen, but it's not the overall experience. And you're actually probably going to find so much more connection than you've ever found at home. I think everyone I know has experienced that. I've never met anybody that became a digital nomad that spent 
more than a few weeks alone. Like there's actually a guy is interesting story because we're we're talking um, people that didn't know anybody before they started traveling mm-hmm. as like the the big fear. Am I going to meet somebody? I met somebody in Medellin at a coffee shop, of course. And he like looked over at what I was working on. He's all, do you live here? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm kind of living here for a month or two <laughs> or three months. It always ends up being a lot more than that. <laughs> always, inevitably, right? Um, one one way tickets for the win. Always yes, one way yes, tickets. Always. We we'll get into that. that yeah. <laughs> Let's put a, put a pin in that one. Put a pin. Right never book a return or a ticket out of somewhere. You never, know who, you never know who you'll meet or how long you want to stay, but go on. <laughs> We we got a whole thing on travel. We we got a yeah. we got a lot to unpack there. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Um. Anyways, he asked about what I do, and this whole concept of me working and traveling seems so foreign to him because he'd just broken up with his girlfriend. He's just like, I'm going to Medellin and I have to work. So <laughs> right. He just went there. He's like, I'm going to work it out. I'm just going to work and I'm going to be in Medellin because I don't want to take a vacation. And I told him about what we do, and it blew his mind. He's like, yeah. Are you kidding me? You you work. And you travel with this group of people. How did you meet them? And I said, well, how did you just meet me? <laughs> and you just did it. You just so did meta. It. And, me, and, I, and I put him in contact with our group chat. And boom, he was now in a group chat full of like 20 people living in Medellin. It was as simple yeah. as that. And the guy would been there yeah. for two or three days before that happened. And it's just casually at a coffee shop. All you had to do was say hello. Yeah. Yeah. You meet the right people. I've had the same of, of um, I knew someone who I'd met on Nomad Cruise actually, who happened to be in Playa. I was living in Mexico with, I, it was, there was probably 35 tribers. It was like unofficial, but just so many of us there earlier this year or last year, I guess it was last year. And he came and didn't know anybody. And I like brought him into our group chat and suddenly like 30 new friends was traveling with them, traveled with us for months. And so you just never know, like you just meet that one right person who can introduce you to to their crew of people and you meet so many people. So yeah, you just never know. Yeah. You just kind of need that initial little bit of courage. If you're not using one of these pre-planned situations like remote year or Wi-Fi tribe, um, just to just to get in the door and make a couple friends. And once you've got a couple friends, you're golden. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. And to your point where you say you never actually spend much time alone, I know a lot of nomads now who like have to purposely plan to go like they're like, how can I find somewhere where I don't know anybody so that I yeah. can like relax and like really focus on a project or just like take some time? Because you know, I know it, it may seem far-fetched if you're not living this yet, but you kind of like, you just, you get so unlonely. Like there's just so many people and so many friends you spend so much time with when you're traveling in this way that sometimes it's actually the opposite. You're like, I need to find some time alone. Because, charge. Yeah. 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 So I know it, it yeah, seems yeah. far-fetched, but the first time, like the first stint that I did in, in my like real nomad life, not just for a couple weeks here and there, but like packed up my condo, like booked the one-way ticket to, to Bali, that sort of thing. I was gone for four. So I was gone for four months. I had like a wedding to come back to in the States, the holidays. So September, October, November, December, I was gone. And I didn't know anyone before I left. And I spent, I think two of the two, maybe I think it was three nights in total of four months alone. And I had nothing, mm. like I booked that one-way ticket. I had no plans. I did two Wi-Fi tribe chapters, but everywhere I went, I met people and did group programs and then found those people to keep traveling with. And the only times I literally spent three nights, but I knew someone else who was like, happened to be in town somewhere. So I wasn't even really alone. Um, so the point is like, even, yeah, you'll just, you'll never be alone. You have to try to be alone <laughs> once you start traveling. 
Yeah, no, it's it's totally true. It's totally true. Like you get to a point where it's like, all right, I I gotta I gotta go recharge somewhere. I've got yeah. <laughs> it's it's hardly <laughs> a problem having too many friends, but that it 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 will be the only problem. So there really yeah. is nothing nothing really yeah. to fear other than those first couple of weeks. Yeah. So I think that's that's the main gist of this this podcast episode we wanted to share. So if, again, I think a, a lot of this we want to do is try to say, like, what were the fears that both we had and a, a lot of fellow beach commuters that we know before you started living to say, like, what are the things that might hold you back from believing this is possible, from living this life, from knowing that you can do it? And yeah, we wanted to cover this loneliness topic because it's definitely one of the top fears. So if you're feeling it, if you have this, know that you are not alone in feeling this. <laughs> yeah, you can always <laughs> message us too. You can message, message yeah. us at hello at beachcommute.com. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions about it, if you need to, if you have any questions about where people currently are, we could probably throw yeah. something out in the community. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not alone on this. <laughs> not alone in your thoughts so definitely don't let it hold you back get that remote job go start traveling the world if you don't yet have a remote job and you want to know how to get one we've got an awesome course to help you it's the go remote employment course you can always go to beachcommute.com slash gre and that will help you figure out what's the right remote job for you how do you get one how do you start living this life, traveling the world, so you'll never be lonely again? <laughs> Anything That's what else? I'm, gonna do. I'm just going to say the GRE course because I can't say go remote. <laughs> go remote employment. Yeah, there's different okay, ways. Yeah, it's GRE. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, check us out. Um, we've got plenty of resources for becoming a digital nomad. Yeah. Um, for those people that are just getting into being a digital nomad, all kinds of stuff that can help you on beachcommute.com. Yeah, and definitely look forward to more episodes coming soon of all of these different mental and actual hurdles that might, you know, just scare you, hold you back, that you think will be a problem. We've got all the solutions after years of doing this. So keep on tuning in and we will see you soon. Bye.